This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Keith McCalmont is the New York Racing Association's Director of Communications. It's a big job, one that he does extremely well, and a busy day for him. Here's why. There are four stakes races on the card at Aqueduct today, including the $250,000 Remsen Stakes, the winner of which will receive points toward the road to next year's Kentucky Derby. Keith is our guest in moments. Still south of the border, next stop is Gulfstream Park. Handicapper Brian Nadeau joins us to discuss yesterday's start of this storied Florida Racetrack's Elite Championship meet and to look ahead at one of the most important Kentucky Derby preps, the Florida Derby. We're going to be putting Brian to work this morning with a few of his best bets when it comes to today's Gulfstream card. And we love this guy. Always so sweet to speak with Shannon Sugar Doyle, Western Fair Raceway's track announcer. The London, Ontario racetrack has been hard at it since October. It boasts one of the top half-mile ovals in Canada and still has plenty to offer as Western Fair prepares to trot deep into its winter harness racing season. Shannon Sugar Doyle is our guest on Ponies 24-7 this morning. And finally, he's back. We're thrilled. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocketship Racing. It's going to be a fantastic show. Please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us with our new show feature, In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Pro. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Larry Simpson, and our In Case You Missed It, a look at the week that was in horse racing news and sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Good to see you. Good to be with you. Always a pleasure, Larry. Always a pleasure, too, Ann. Let's look back a little bit. Recently, there was a sporting art auction held at uh, Keeneland. What happened there, and what's the significance of that? Well, the significance is it was all sports, but one of the biggest pieces that sold... uh, Art was a um, Leroy Neiman painting of the Great Secretariat, and it was basically the uh, the sale topper. Uh, the sale grossed like over two point eight million. So there's a lot of collectors, I guess, of of art out there. Wealthy collectors. <laughs> yeah, but the signed oil uh, was, which was dated in 1973, went for one hundred and forty six thousand eight hundred seventy five dollars. American. Imagine that. Yep. Wow, that makes all the difference right there. Exactly. So let's take a look at something. In case you missed this notice that came out, today there's a winter wonderland and market at Woodbine Mohawk Park from 3 until 7. That sounds great. Uh, let's get in the car and go to that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for something to do uh, tonight from 3 to 7, as Ann said, uh, you can go to Woodbine Mohawk Park. It's Winter Wonderland and Market, and it's supporting the Campbellville Community Association and the Tiger Jeet Singh Foundation. There is free admission. They're accepting donations of a new unwrapped toy. There's local vendors and crafters. There's kids' activities and entertainment. There's food and beverages available for purchase. Santa Claus is going to be there at 3.30 till 5.30. Uh, there's a holiday light show at 5 o'clock, and then the racing starts at 7.10. So it's a, it's a great compact day for everybody. And that's in case you missed it, and you don't want to miss it. <laughs> Sponsored by RS Bell Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. We are very pleased to be joined today by the New York Racing Association's Director of Communications, Keith McCalmont. He joins us today to talk about the outstanding card at Aqueduct, including the $250,000 Remsen Stakes and the half a million, $500,000 cigar mile. Keith, great to have you back on the show. Thanks so much, Han. Great to hear your voice and happy to be here. Well, let's uh, talk about today, Keith. There's some outstanding races, right, at Aqueduct. Uh, talk about uh, today's card and the stakes races. Everything is uh, back-ended to the second half of the card. So races 7 through 10 are all stakes races, four with a combined purse money of $1.2 million. Mm. We've got uh, Oaks and Derby qualifiers here with uh, the Demoiselle for the Phillies, the Remsen for the boys. There's a, a one-turn mile to go for one for Phillies and Mares. And closing out the card is the Cigar Mile Handicap, which is a grade two, $500,000, and a full field of 12 very evenly matched uh, horses. That's huge. In fact, Keith, would you, is it safe to say that today is the last big race day of the year in New York? I think this is uh, traditionally seen as sort of the, the, the last big uh, marquee Saturday of the year. Now that we're heading into to derby season, we start getting these derby qualifiers popping up. So it's uh, we don't get sleepy for too long. 
Well, I want to go back to uh, get you to kind of analyze the stakes races for us in a bit, but how would you sum up the 2023 season in New York and talk about maybe some of the, the racing highlights that uh, you can put your finger on? Another uh, incredible year for horses in New York, and that was really demonstrated, I think, Larry, at the Breeders' Cup, where uh, New York-based horses just did so mm-hmm. well throughout mm-hmm. the entire card. I was out there uh, for, for the Breeders' Cup World Championship, and it felt very much like cheering for the home team, even though we were quite far away on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Top of that list, uh, I think for me and for racing fans across the country, was probably Cody's wish defending his title in, in, in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Just a very emotional story with Cody's Wish being uh, named after young Cody Dorman, who is affected with the rare genetic disorder Wolf-Hershorn Syndrome. Um, he's wheelchair-bound and spoke through, uh, through a tablet. Um, and he traveled to follow this horse racing uh, a couple times throughout the year, including at Saratoga this summer. It was really incredible to see him interact with Cody Cody interact with Cody's wish uh, this summer at Saratoga Racecourse, and he was there again at Santa Anita when he won the, the Breeders' Cup Mile. The unfortunate bittersweet ending is Cody recently passed in the days following the Breeders' Cup, but uh, a, a bittersweet but also beautiful moment in a young boy's life and perfectly intertwined with that of a superstar horse. Do you think that Cody's wish has a chance at Horse of the Year? I really do, and I, I think um, the further you look at back at what this horse accomplished this year, uh, four four wins from five starts, and I think his net mile win at Belmont here in New York was maybe underappreciated at the time because we didn't really quite understand the field behind it and how good it was. The second place finisher in that event, Zandon, came back to win graded events, and the third place finisher, White Abario, won the Breeders' Cup Classic and would be another horse who's in with a shout for Horse of the Year honors, along with the uh, New York-based Archangelo, who won the uh, the Belmont Stakes. Uh, we're very proud of what the horses racing here in New York have accomplished this year, and uh, I'm hoping we'll have plenty to celebrate for year-end honors. I want to switch tracks uh, for a minute, uh, Keith. Uh, what's the plans for next year for the Belmont Stakes, and uh, where is it going to be run, and, and what's the situation and the status of the upgrades still being done on Belmont Park? We are far enough ahead at this point with the redevelopment of Belmont Park that uh, we would want to run the Belmont Stakes at Saratoga. That requires a state approval and that is being sought after. But that is certainly the goal at this time. We would have a Belmont Stakes at Saratoga if all goes according to plan in 2024. You are the director of the New York Racing Association. Uh, The communications part of it. What does that job entail? In PR, uh, public relations, it's it's about protect and promote Mm -hmm. uh, the brand. And so... Uh, the promoting side is, is very easy here. We have so many great races, and the best of the best want to come and race here. So finding storylines to write about horses like Cody's Wish or Elite Power or Archangelo or the, the many others that travel here to Saratoga, there's just great storylines there. We get multiple Hall of Fame trainers and jockeys that, that we can put in front of the media and get to share their story throughout the year. Um, the protecting side is, is making sure that stories are told correctly, you know, whether it's uh, a, a spelling error in a story or is it 
something more meaningful, a, a distance or a purse money or a sponsorship not named. Um, you also want to make sure that when people write uh, inflammatory stories about horse racing, uh, that if they've done so, they've, they've written correctly. So there's a, a lot of looking ahead to, to get in front of stories and a lot of staying current and being aware of what's be, what news is out there and making sure that it's reported accurately. Well, you mentioned uh, one of the highlight reels of, of this year was the race by Cody's, Cody's Wish. Were there some other ones that uh, were tremendous performances that uh, you can recollect? White Abario winning the Whitney. That horse won that race at odds of 10 to 1. It was a recent trainer switch to Rick Dutro, who's only recently returned to training after a lengthy suspension. And it was a coming out party for White Abario that day. And he went on, of course, to win the Breeders' Cup Classic as the favorite. Um, but I really think the, the, the true story of, of, of New York racing this year was, was the rise of Archangelo, a horse who was being campaigned by a, a very small connections, relatively speaking. Uh, John Ebert, who's the, the owner of Blue Rose Farm, selected the horse for $35,000 at the Keeneland September yearling sale. And he retired with four wins, $1.7 million in earnings, and grade one wins in the Belmont and Travers. To do all of that with Jenna Antonucci, um, a very well-spoken, well-respected trainer here, uh, but who also runs a very modest outfit, not, not one of these trainers who has 40 horses at multiple tracks. She runs a small barn. She likes it that way. And she was very, very, very hands-on. And the way she was able to communicate with the media, and also just with uh, visiting fans who wanted to understand what you know what she was doing with Archangelo and the way she trained the horse, not training the horse every five or every seven days. So many fascinating, compelling stories behind the headlines, as you've just talked about. Can we now talk dollars and cents? How have the mutual handles been this season? Most tracks are down uh, to a certain percentage. Uh, this year, we got hit by a significant amount of rainfall. Um, I think, I, I don't have all of the numbers in front of me, but uh, anecdotally speaking, I believe it rained every Saturday in New York from the start of the Saratoga meet uh, right through into the fall to the point that there were New York Times articles about uh, the impact of rainy weather on weekends to the, to the tourism industry. And that, of course, spilled over into horse racing, too. Uh, so there might be some uh, decline this year. By that same token, we're one of the most wagered on uh, outlets in North America. And uh, I, I would imagine those numbers will, will return to, to their norm. Well, speaking of numbers, uh, Keith, let's uh, put you to work on, on today's uh, card at, at, at Aqueduct and talk about the, uh, the stakes races and who you see those races going through. If we're talking uh, all four races, it kicks off with the Demizel, which is nine furlongs for two-year-old fillies. The favorite's going to be uh, Life Talk, who's coming out of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Fillies for uh, for trainer Todd Pletcher, and certainly looks like one being a gun runner that will appreciate uh, one in uh, a mile and an eighth here. Uh, I quite like Shimmering Allure, who won the Tempted. Uh, here last out for trainer Kenny McPeak and has to stretch out a little bit. But I like the fact that he got a race in over this track and uh, won the Tempted very, very well. In, in the Remsen, which is actually race nine, uh, these are two-year-olds looking for Kentucky Derby points, going nine furlongs. 
the most interesting starter in here is, is Dornut, uh, trained by Danny Gargan. He won this race last year with WNL. Uh, Dornut is a full brother to Kentucky Derby winner Mage. Uh, had an absolutely eye-opening win last out in a uh, in a maiden tilt at uh, Keeneland. And if you have a chance, watch the, the replay of that race and watch the gallop out. This horse is something of a monster. Uh, the main challenge I see in there is Sierra Leone, trained by Chad Brown, made a very nice maiden uh, uh, appearance here, winning by one and three-quarter lengths. He's a $2.3 million purchase. The third-place finisher of his maiden win is actually uh, entered earlier on on today's card in race two, Ignite the Light. Keep an eye out for that one, a likely winner. And if he wins well, it franks the form of Sierra Leone. Well done. Mm-hmm. Keith McCalmet, you cut your teeth at Woodbine here on this side of the border. Do you miss your days at that storied racetrack? I'll always uh, have a soft spot for, for Woodbine and for Canadian racing. Uh, I follow it as, as, as closely as I can. Uh, some of my best friends are still working there uh, at Woodbine. Uh, I was just uh, going back and forth over text message with Mark McKelvey, who's oh. the communications manager there. And, we know uh, him. Uh, uh, <laughs> Friend of the show. Yeah. A, a, yeah. He's, uh, I don't want to say he's a rising star in the industry. I just think he is a star in the industry. Yeah. He, he can do it all from calling races to handicapping and analysis to running the communications office like a professional. Uh, really appreciate uh, how far he's come and grown. His call of, of the million was uh, one one to hear back as well. Yeah, I absolutely keep track, and uh, I don't know how sneaky it is or how subtle it is, but uh, I do work a lot of Canadian content into the copy I produce here in New York. And, oh, good. Uh, I think people realize um, you know, one of one of my favorites of of all time, Channel Maker, uh, is a you know a multiple Grade One winning champion, uh, bred in Ontario by the Tall Oaks Farm of Ivan Delos, and he uh, he retired this year at the age of nine and has gone off to old friends. But he's one I'd visit from time to time, and uh, had a really nice morning in Saratoga. Uh, going over to to visit Channel Maker uh, after one of his races and, you know, sort of fed him a few treats and and spoiled him a little (laughs) bit. And those moments, whenever they come, whether it's uh, an old veteran who I've covered for seven years or uh, some new blood that might be the offspring of someone I covered, uh, those are special horses for me. Sounds like you're passionate about horses, horse racing, and, of course, your job. Very, very fortunate to, uh, to to love what I do, and that uh, doesn't mean that some days aren't difficult, but it means that you wake up uh, with a smile and, and you dig in and you get ready to go, and hopefully uh, at the end of today's card, on uh, we'll have a, a, an amazing cigar mile, all of the best uh, older horses going for it. Uh, perhaps a three-year-old will step up like ever so mischievous to become the rising star people haven't tabbed to be. Or perhaps it'll be a veteran like Senior Buscador, who uh, is an exciting horse who seems to make these late, late runs and always catches the eye of the crowd. Well, Keith, thanks for doing this and taking time. And uh, yeah, good luck with your selections today. And, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, watching the great racing at Aqueduct. Thank you both. Really appreciate the time this morning. And uh, best luck to everyone playing today's card. Absolutely. Thank you, Keith. 
When we come back, Gulfstream Park handicapper Brian Nadeau joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, Gulfstream Park. Handicapper Brian Nadeau joins us from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Lots to discuss with him in terms of horse racing. But I want to know, Brian, how's your weather right now in Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, the weather's been beautiful down here. Um, you know, low 80s. I'm trying not to rub it in with you, with you <laughs> up there. But uh, the weather's beautiful. Uh, it's opening weekend here of the championship meet. And it, it's something we've been so excited for. Turf racing is back. Uh, as well. So, you know, we really just have a lot to look forward to all eyes here on Gulfstream Park now at this time of the year. Well, since you have uh, were last on, Brian, we've added, I'm sure, quite a few more listeners. Maybe, you know, for their sake, uh, talk about what is the significance of the championship race meet at Gulfstream? Yeah, I mean, Larry, we've, we've just got the, the cream of the crop, basically, between the trainers and, and jockeys and certainly horses and uh, it's just the now time of the year. Everybody kind of focuses their attention and shifts their attention to uh, Hollandale Beach during the winter and the, the, the big race days, the Pegasus on, on January 28th, and certainly the Fountain of Youth to kind of really kick off the Triple Crown Trail January 27th for the Pegasus, and uh, then the, the Florida Derby at the end of March. And, you know, last year we had Mage and Forte, and we know how Mage went on to win the Kentucky Derby. So hope always springs eternal down here uh, during the winter. And why does the Florida Derby sort of become a predictor for what could happen in the Kentucky Derby? 
You know, and I think it's um, it's a true two-turn, nine-furlong dirt race. And, and I, I think each and every year at Gulfstream Park, we've got, you know, plenty of the top three-year-olds. So they go through this this triple crown trail here at Gulfstream Park. And I, I just feel like it gives them a lot of foundation. They're battle tested. They've been, they've been knocking heads with some of the best horses out there. And it just, they leave here at Gulfstream Park and ideally go on to Louisville and they're ready to roll. And, you know, we've seen it happen uh, time and time again. And certainly last year with Mage and even Forte, unfortunately he was scratched out of the race, but he was the morning line favorite in the race. So uh, each and every winter as it develops, and, you know, we're very fortunate to get to kind of see it firsthand, but uh, yeah, we feel very confident that we'll send a lot of uh, very viable and worthy three-year-olds on to, to Louisville and Churchill Downs. When I think of Gulfstream and I think of the championship meet, Brian, I think of turf racing. Now, talk about the turf course because uh, you you were basically off the turf for a while and, and now you're back, correct? Yeah, we're back, Larry. Uh, Friday it, it debuted and, uh, you know, the, the reception has been very, very positive. It's a day that we've, we've had circled on the calendar for quite some time. Not only the opening of the championship meet on Friday, but the return of turf racing as well. And to be able to run on a turf course, listen, we, we, we've seen it around the country. There, there, there's no, no doubt about it. Turf racing has struggled a little bit between tracks, you know, not being having turf racing. So now during the winter, um, with a newly new and improved and ready to roll turf course and, you know, we've got the Pegasus World Cup turf, uh, all, all of that. It's just so much uh, excitement down here. Turf racing for the better brings together full fields. You know, you see races where you, you look at nine to two, five to one kind of favorites, mm-hmm. and that's what the betting public just loves. And, and you know, you're going to see that throughout the championship meet here at Gulfstream Park. And when are we going to see the first turf race? Well, we rolled it out on Friday. We had a couple of them, and and, uh, you know, Saturdays and Sundays, we're going to kind of, man, we're going to uh, dip a toe in the pool. We're not going <laughs> to overuse it. It's a long four months here for the championship meet. And we, and we want to have a, a pristine turf course, you know, throughout the meet and going forward for that matter, too. So, um, you know, we're going to kind of unveil it uh, a little bit slowly. Not not going to see, you know, six or seven races on a weekend on the turf course. But uh, we feel very confident that it, it, it's going to be well received. What is it that makes Gulfstream in the winter so special? Besides the weather, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Larry, it's just it's you know the world class racing and and you know certainly Kentucky and New York ha- have their their day in the summer and, and spring and all that, but in the winter, you know, I do think the weather is part of it certainly, but you know you've got just Hall of Fame connections through and through. You've got a plethora of grade one races, huge Saturdays, you know, the, those feature Saturdays where you're talking seven, eight, nine, ten, ten 10 stakes races, grade one races. So um, I, I just kind of feel like it's a, it's a nice melting pot for everybody and everybody kind of meets in the middle. You've got a little bit of everything for the better, the connections, the handicapper, and, you know, huge pools and, and field sizes. And uh, it, it's just, the, the focus is, is here, and, and, and we couldn't be happier. Can you take us even further with the description of Gulfstream? How many horses are stabled? What are the stands like? How many people can can cram themselves into Gulfstream to enjoy, bet, and watch? Yeah, when they and when they redid the the track in, I believe, what two thousand four and five, I think the, the the huge grandstand 
um, is not really a thing anymore. So it's much more condensed, uh, you know, still can hold four or 5,000 people, but it's much more of a village now where you can kind of a little bit of everything at Goldstreet Park, which I think is pretty cool. You know, there's bars, there's restaurants, there's retail shops in the village here. So it's a perfect kind of day out for, you know, if you want to bring the wife and she's not a huge racing fan, you can, she can do her thing a little bit. And then there's a casino here and it's just a really fun day out. They have a carousel club, which is kind of a, a higher end bar type of atmosphere right in the middle of the stretch. So um, it, it's a spot where I think now racing, especially, you know, we still get very big crowds on the weekend. And, you know, if, if spending five hours, you know, at the track isn't necessarily your thing, there's plenty of other things to do here. And I, I, I feel like that, you know, it, it kind of caters to, to South Florida as well with the weather and, and just giving everybody a lot of different options. The horses, um, you know, I, I can't give an exact number, but what I can tell you is uh, the backstretch is full. We've got certainly Palm Meadows as well. Payson Park is around too and, and the connections and we've got new trainers here that we're excited. You know, Brittany Russell, Brittany Vandenberg, uh, John Ortiz, Riley Mott. So there's a very big influx of new connections that uh, I, I really feel for the first time in probably several years, a lot of fresh new faces that are um, just going to add to the, what is already a very deep uh you know, trainers, owners, jockeys, colony, and then certainly the horses as well. Well, Larry and I are excited by that. Have you got your passport ready, Larry? Oh, it's it's Let's packed. Go. Let's go. It's packed. <laughs> <laughs> so is my luggage, everything. I'm, I'm coming down for months. <laughs> I'm staying at Brian's, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah. There you Thank go. you for that, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the invite, Brian. But uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's uh, change course for a second here and, and talk about horse racing in general, and in particular, I guess one of the topics of discussion going forward is uh, horse of the year, and it's 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 wide open, isn't it? It is. Um, it is. You know, I have a vote. I, I kind of sort of thought about it. Um, it, it. It's probably going to be White of Barrio. Uh, Cody's Wish is such a great story. They split uh, against each other. Cody's Wish won the Met Mile, White of Barrio, um, then beat him in the Whitney. But Larry and, and, and Ann, I think at the end of the day, at least from this this voter, um, you know, White of Barrio won the – I'm not trying to diminish anything with Cody's Wish and the Met Mile and the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile, but I kind of feel like White of Barrio won the two races um, – that matter the most, I guess, in the Whitney and the Breeders' Cup Classic. And that probably, um, you know, I haven't put it in uh, in ink yet, but that probably is going to tilt um, the decision towards him uh, for me. And we hope to see White Barrio in the Pegasus in January. Not, not you know, it's certainly a, a work in progress, but C2 Racing, who, who owns him, and he does so well here at Gulfstream Park, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of keeping our fingers crossed on that. And so when you vote and others vote, is it strictly statistics and performance that you bear in mind, or do you look at the sort of peripheral, which in Cody's wish in that case, what a story. And and it had a bit of a sad ending, but it, this connection between sure. Cody and Cody's wish was just remarkable. Uh, yeah, and it's a sad ending. You, you said it, but, you know, kind of almost uh, melancholy in a way that, that 
Cody Dorman, who passed away, you know, at least was, was able to see the Breeders' Cup uh, dirt mile. Um, you know, there are other awards for, for you know, sportsmanship and, and, and that kind of thing. Me personally, um, voting is, is, is done, you know, between 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. on the racetrack. So that, that's yeah. kind of how I, how I view that, and, and that's how I vote when, 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 you know, taking into account those kinds of things. It's a, it's a, it's a racetrack performance, and, and that's solely uh, how I go about it. Understood. Well, before we get you to uh, handicap a couple of races at Gulfstream today, uh, Brian, I just want to ask you, growing up, did you have a favorite handicapper that you kind of watched and followed and maybe uh, took a, a tip or two from them? Well, you know, sadly, uh, just being a New York guy, I always kind of revered Dave Litch, and I always had a lot of respect for him. He passed away not too long mm-hmm. ago, and I, I became very good friends with him and got to know him very good. Dave was meticulous and sharp and um, dotted every I and crossed every T in his handicapping, and I kind of had a lot of respect for the, the job he did. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to get to know him um, you know, over the past X years since before he passed away. And he was just a really good guy. And, you know, I just kind of learned, um, I don't necessarily, I can't tell you necessarily one thing that I, I learned from him, but I, I just maybe thoroughness as a handicapper to make sure you kind of turn over every, every stone to see if anything's under there. And be- before we put you to work very quickly, how did you end up becoming a handicapper? There are many facets to horse racing. Why handicapping? Yeah, I grew up, you know, just a little south of Saratoga, so it's kind of in your blood, was always a sports fan and, you know, betting and that kind of thing. So I just think you naturally gravitate to it. Well, Brian, it's that time. <laughs> We're not letting you go until you give us a couple of winners today at uh, Gulfstream that we can uh, run to the windows with. Well, you know, it's an exciting day because we do have the uh, the culmination of the Florida Sire Stakes Um now, you know, I'm not going to tell you Ben Tornado or Harper Rose are going to win. They are, but I'm not going to give your fans out there <laughs> those two horses at $2.40 and, and $3.20. Um, I'll give you a couple. My long shot is in race seven. That is the four, if not for luck. He is cross-entered on Sunday, but I think this horse could be live. Coming back off a long, long layoff for very crafty connections. And uh, Larry and Ann, we, we've got, I know you guys uh, being, you know, Woodbine based, so to speak, you're very familiar with um, the Tapita, which you guys have up there. Well, yeah. We're going to run, for my money, we're going to run the best Tapita race we've ever run in race number nine. And actually, it's my best bet of the day. That is the two volcanic. Um, there's actually some Woodbine horses coming down that Zappy Joseph uh, Jr. had up at Woodbine. But Volcanic loves the Tapita, is loose on the lead, and uh, I just kind of think he's going to maybe lull them all to sleep or, or maybe more <laughs> likely run them all into the ground and wow. just forget to stop. So he's my best bet of the day. Anybody that you think will surprise you, and then it wouldn't be a surprise if you knew, but you know what I'm asking. Yeah, um... You know, the finale is such a good race um, uh, on the turf. It's a turf sprint. It's kind of a dart race. I like King James a little bit, the three horse. Um, and I like uh, Highly Flammable as well. Those are two horses with a little bit of a stalking gear in a race absolutely loaded with speed. So uh, I'm going to fool around with those two in my exotics. 
Well, Brian, thanks for doing this, and we're certainly going to have you back. And if you pick a couple of winners for us today, you'll be back maybe <laughs> in the next week's show. So, <laughs> Larry, Ann, it's always a pleasure to uh, talk to you, and uh, anything you need, you let me know. Brian Nadeau, Gulfstream Handicapper, joining us from warm and sunny Florida. Thank you. After the break, Shannon Sugar Doyle, Western Fair Raceways track announcer, he joins us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Shannon Sugar Doyle joins us today. He's track announcer at London's The Raceway at Western Fair District, and he's keeping really busy. Sweet to be with you, Sugar. Always sweet to uh, join you all. Thanks so much for having me, Ann and Larry. Well, Sugar, let's get right into it. Uh, you know, what's the uh, racing climate like at uh, Western Fair Raceway right now? You know, uh, things are hopping. You know, we just came back 1st of October w- with a brand new race meet. Um, you know, horse supply was a little bit light starting out. There were still some summer tracks uh, still racing at that time, the tracks of Leamington, Sarnia, but now... Uh, lately, uh, those tracks have uh, have uh, shut down for the season, and uh, our horse population's great. Uh, we've got nice, full eight-horse fields, and uh, you know what? Uh, we're doing all right. We're happy to be back <laughs> and going. We're nice and busy. And so you're ready to trot deep into your winter harness racing season. For sure. Let's go dashing through the snow anytime in London. Can you top that, Larry? <laughs> Maybe just a ho-ho-ho. Yeah, yeah. You talked about the the horse population, and it, it, it's been, you said, it's been pretty good because of the fact that some of your other smaller tracks have shut down, right? Is, is mm-hmm. this is this something that you, you, you think will keep going as you get deeper into your uh, winter meet? Yeah, um, I, I could see it. Like we're we're about to go four days per week starting in January. Flamborough has that four day per week schedule right now. Um, when uh, we go to the four days in January, they cut back to three. So I can see our horse supply continuing uh, to go strong as we get in through the uh, January, February, March time. You know, and uh, yeah, we're we're happy with what we're seeing so far uh, with the bigger fields, of course. Uh, that's what the horse players want, the opportunity to uh, 
to cash in on the pony. (laughs) (laughs) What's the big draw when it comes to Western Fair? What is it that fans love about it? You know, race fans appreciate the racing at Western Fair. We're we're a different style of racing. Uh, I look at the Flamborough's race card, and and they've got their own style as well, where the speed holds up. It, It seems to be quite fast down there. But in London... Uh, sometimes uh, I'll fit into a race call. You do not sit in London, meaning uh, drivers are out and rolling after a quarter mile. There's always seems to be action uh, throughout, uh, you know, our driver colony, very deep. And uh, you know what? Uh, they get along, certainly, in the driver's room, but uh, there's not a whole lot of friends out there <laughs> during a horse race. And talking about driving colony, uh, talk a little bit about some of the past stars like it's been a hotbed right of of drivers that that have gone Mm -hmm. on to hall of fame careers and and major stakes winners and that talk about some of them that that started out at western fair oh certainly like when i came in 10 years ago uh, the kingpin was trevor henry and uh you know traveled from arthur he's traveled lots of miles to race the the tracks of ontario he went on to do uh, great things at woodbine mohawk park after Trevor Henry came in, there was a Bob McClure. And we all certainly know what Bob McClure has gone on to done at Woodbine Mohawk Park and all through North America as well. And now we're seeing uh, one of our locals, Tyler Borth, who is, uh, you know, he's, we only get him one day now on a Tuesday night. When he comes in, he, he wins quite a few races, but he's been doing it well at Woodbine Mohawk Park this season. So great stepping stone for, for many great drivers uh, during my time here in London. And when you watch a driver, when you watch a race, when you're calling a race, mm-hmm. let's talk about what you are looking at specifically. Are you looking at the technique of the driver? Are you looking at the the, the relationship between driver and horse? What is it that you are watching? Each week, uh, you know, we see these horses come back week after week. It's much different than thoroughbreds. The harness will race weekly for the most part. So I get to know the look of the horse and what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to front-end horse. Maybe they're going to come from behind horse. But when I'm monitoring the race itself, describing the action, it's the driver's colors that pop for me. Like when Tyler Borth comes in on a Tuesday night, he's orange and brown. And when Tyler's there, that's all I see is orange and brown. Um, you know, Dan Clements has the familiar red colors. Uh, Lauren House has got the black and, and gray. So I'm following the driver's colors for the most part, when, I, when I'm calling the horses. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about yourself. How did mm-hmm. you get, how did you become so involved in, in the harness racing sport? Ooh, it goes back <laughs> away, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, past 50 now. Mom walked me into the track when I was 10 years old, and I was absolutely hooked. I come from a big family, uh, seven kids. Uh, none of the other siblings were ever really into the horse racing. If mom brought them, they went the once and they went the once only. Um, I got hooked. I began skipping school to go <laughs> hang out in the back stretch and, uh, and, uh, clean the stalls just to be close to the horses and the people involved in it. And, you know, through time, I, I, I got a, I got a liking for listening to the, the horse race announcers, Kevin Bloomer Galantis, who I grew up listening to through the eighties and into the nineties. And, uh, my transistor radio was not uh, far off uh, most times because they, they put they put race calls on the radio at that time, and uh, yeah, it was just in awe. And what track was that? 
Uh, Kevin Boomer Gallant was the announcer at both uh, the Charlottetown Driving mm-hmm. Park and Summerside Raceway. And what track did your family take you to? Uh, Mom took me to uh, Summerside Raceway. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, uh, they charged admission back then, so I'd sneak <laughs> in under the fence. And <laughs> oh, we all did that. <laughs> I think Larry yeah. still does. <laughs> right? Yeah. Absolutely. Right? So, uh, so, yeah, that, that's where it all started. Mom walked me in, and uh, that was it. And so you were hooked on harness racing, and it stayed that way for the last 40 years. Big time, big time. <laughs> like, even in uh, in high school, you know, I had the friends that were uh, out on their dates and going to movies. Well, uh, I, I found it hard to find a date to go to the track with me. It just wasn't uh, mainstream yeah. uh, for, for, for us back then, but... Uh, uh, I loved my horse racing and still do. Why the name Sugar? Name Sugar came up uh, during uh, some uh, minor hockey coaching days about 20 years ago. All the kids on the hockey team had nicknames. They wanted one for their coach. Uh, with me, uh, always a sucker in my mouth or candy <laughs> kicking around. The, the kids wanted to call me the candy man. Well, a mom stepped right and she said, that's not going to happen. Let's call him Sugar. <laughs> Well, let's get back to uh, racing at Western Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, greatest racing performance you've seen there at the track this year? This year, you know, the one that stands out for me as, as, as the greatest horse race in London 2023, so much more. Uh, Canada's pacing queen, she showed up for the Forest City Pace on Camelot Classic night. Uh, the, the owning connections, they were there, family and friends were there to, to celebrate her victory. Um, it was a great horse race from start to finish. We had a long shot and so frisky, took them all on, had them parked all the way. And here come so much more on the backside to make the big swoop. And then she had to hold off, a, a closer from last mystifying at a big long shot price and just a heck of a race. And, uh, I saw a picture of her in the paddock just prior to the race with the, she had the sporting these white braids in her mane. And I thought, wow, Mm. isn't that something? So I just happened to write that down in the program. She's coming to the finish. So much more rocking the white braids wins the (laughs) forest city pace. That's really smart. That's great. And who are you anticipating, expecting, and looking forward to seeing in action this winter racing season? Oh, Winter racing meet, you know, we don't see our best horses uh, through the winter months until into January and February. With Flamborough going four days a week now, they're seeing the preferred types. Um, We do have a horse by the name of Bucktober here. Uh, Races for Tyler Borth and his girlfriend Katie McNeil is a trainer. Bucktober is likely in with a great shot to win our Horse of the Year Award 2023. We've seen him... Uh, quite a few times, and he's almost a preferred type trotter right now. And uh, I, I'm thinking into January and February, he's gonna he's gonna bump back up into that class. So when Western Fair shuts down, uh, it, it's May next year, right? That uh, you guys shut down. Yeah. Okay. When they shut down, what do you do? Uh, do, you, do you go to another track, or do you just take it easy, or or what? Uh, there's no taking it easy. <laughs> I, I do try. I do try to fit in uh, a holiday, and it's normally to travel back home to Prince Edward Island. Uh, this past summer, I did uh, make it home for my mom's 90th birthday. Congratulations. Um, 
Yeah, thank you. And, uh, you know, I, I spent a week helping out uh, Truro Raceway in Nova Scotia with their big week. First time ever in my life I called a race card with mom on track. That was the oh. highlight of my summer. Never happened in the, my 20 years of race calling. <laughs> I'm tearing up. So. Oh, <laughs> and what was her response? Oh, just mm-hmm. amazing all around. Amazing oh. all around. Just uh, you, you could not... I couldn't have asked for for a better summer to uh, spend with family. Were you nervous knowing that your mom was there, right there? <laughs> oh, 100%. I didn't even know she was coming. Oh. I'm, I'm upstairs in the booth, and a friend of mine came up, and she said, your mom is here. I just wanted you to know your mm. grandkids are here as well. Mm. So they were all there, and I look out, and they're looking up, and wow. A <laughs> little bit of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get to uh, be? How did you get to be so good at at race calling? <laughs> because you really are you, and you are as honest as the day is long. I mean that 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 comes out when we interview you. You you just you're straight up. You're honest. Does that leak into your race calling as well? I I'm self taught. Hmm. Um, a little bit of everyone I've ever listened to in racing. Um, I might borrow a call from here and there. I'm a little old school. I'm a little new school. But uh, I do what I love, and I love what I do. <laughs> and I just do my best every time. I, I just, I'm, I'm a lucky guy. I'm living the dream. They say, if you get to do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's uh that's somebody oh. we should strive to do that. Oh, but, we do already. Well, we do. Oh, we yeah. love what we do, and we yeah. love talking to people like Sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sugar. <laughs> Have we worn you Breathe. out? <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> well, well. Shortly, uh, Sugar will be talking O'Brien Awards for Horse oh, of the yeah. Year on the harness mm-hmm. side. Who gets your vote for Horse of the Year? For me, that's easy. Sylvia Hanover. Of course. Um, she's been fantastic. Her Breeders' Crown victory at Hoosier Park uh, was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mark, Sean, Stacy done a fabulous job. The caretaker, Natasha, Stacy, Driver, Bob McClure is... Who's he? Love do we know him? Like, <laughs> Boy, yeah. do we ever. <laughs> Sylvia Hanover, just amazing. I, I think she romps for Horse of the Year. I've everyone that we've spoken with who who mentions uh, Sylvia Hanover. I always ask, what? How would you describe her? So, Sugar, how would you describe her? Uh, this is this is a tough question because you know, I bet she's a bit lazy when training, but she definitely shows up to race, and mm-hmm. she's all guts, all heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what Bob said too, and we had him on the show a few weeks ago. That uh, she has a mind of her own sometimes. <laughs> right? Yeah, I've seen some of her uh, action on track, but you know what? When she's all business, there's not a horse in her group that can go with her. Well, before we let you go, Sugar, I'm going to put you on the spot. You've watched a lot of races. You've called a lot of races greatest driver you ever watched and why and it doesn't have to be western fair it could be any racetrack anywhere in north america who is the greatest that you ever watched and why greatest i've ever watched there's been many i'm gonna single out dexter dunn mm-hmm. uh, De- dexter dunn i met at the world driving championships in calgary 2017 first time i ever met him saw what he could do in person there and then i come to uh, ontario 
and watch him uh, watch him do his thing at Woodbine Mohawk Park. All the big races, he rarely gets into trouble um, and and rarely panics. So so for that, uh, I'm a big fan. He's my he's my greatest driver to watch. Uh, that's it, Dexter Dunn. Simple. Done. So to speak. Done. Like that. <laughs> Shannon Sugar Doyle, very best to you from all of us here at Ponies 24-7 when it comes to everything you do in life and the winter racing meet at Western Fair. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other racing around North American tracks. Please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. I have paper and pen poised because I'm old-fashioned to jot down what you're talking about. I'm reading off of some paper here, so I'm old-fashioned too. So. We're a little on the older side, but we're, we call it experience. Experience, yeah. Well, let's start at Woodbine. Uh, they have a 10-race card, including the Clarendon Stakes and the Shadywell Stakes. But race three is a competitive maiden special weight for two-year-old fillies. Five and a half furlongs on the tapita surface with a purse of $111,600. 
There's a field of seven entered, including number four, Among the Roses, who makes her second lifetime start for trainer Josie Carroll. I thought this girl had a big chance in her debut on October 14th, and so did the betting public, as Among the Roses was bet down to 9-2. to two. This well-bred daughter of Curlin was up with the pace for a while, only to tire and finished eighth. Since that start, Josie Carroll has worked Among the Roses five times, including two at five furlongs, and on top of this... Uh, adds blinkers to the filly, and Josie is 19% with maidens making their second time start and adding blinkers. So Woodbine Race 3, number 4 among the roses. As mentioned earlier, Aqueduct has a 10 race card today with several top class stakes races. Race 3, though, is an optional $62,000 claimer for 3-year-olds at a mile on the dirt, a purse of $92,000. Number 3, Trafalgar, was a recent claim by trainer Linda Rice, who hits at a 26% rate with uh, first-time claims and has worked this guy three times at five furlongs since claiming Trafalgar at Churchill Downs on October 1st. This guy has been a pretty consistent performer in his career, winning five of 15 lifetime starts, and he's won two of his three starts at today's one-mile distance. Trafalgar should appreciate the stretch out from seven and a half furlongs to a mile, and Linda Rice contact, contracts leading jockey Jose Ortiz to ride today. Together, the pair are 29% in 2022 and 2023. So Aqueduct Race 3, number 3, Trafalgar. Uh, Woodby Mohawk Park has an 11 race card tonight, and I'm looking at Race 2. It's a one-mile pace for purse of $23,000. Compact field of 7 is set to go to post tonight, including number 2, Dupre Hanover, who looks to be rounding back into form after a month off between October and November. He's three starts since the short layoff where Dupree Hanover has picked up two-thirds and a close second last week that saw this guy get beat by a short half length. Dupree Hanover has been a real picture of consistency this year with six wins, three seconds and four-thirds and 15 starts and looks to have a big shot tonight to get his seventh win of the year. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race two, number two, Dupree Hanover. Finally, Delmar has a nine race card today, and race five is the grade three Jimmy Durante stakes for oh. two-year-old fillies. <laughs> One-mile turf, a uh, purse of $100,000. Eleven fillies have been entered, including number six, Mo Fox Given, who makes her second start in California after starting her career at Colonial Downs and then Churchill Downs, respectively. This filly has shown some talent in all three of her lifetime races, including winning her debut in a maiden special weight at Colonial, then a second-place finish on the grass at Churchill, where she was beaten ahead, and then her last start as part of the Breeders' Cup undercard at Santa Anita, where she finished third in a small stakes at today's mile distance. In that Santa Anita race, uh, Mo Fox Given was four wide early, pressed the pace, and actually had the lead into the stretch, but was swallowed up by the race closers. It looks like trainer Leonard Powell has today's race in mind all along, as Mo Fox uh, Given should have an opportunity to sit off the pace, then strike in the stretch. There's a nice 48-1 handily work since the last, and rider uh, top jockey Hector Berrios has been hired today. So Delmar, race five, the Jimmy Durante Stakes, number six, Mo Fox Given. Bravo, Larry. Excellent as always. See you next Saturday. And a shout-out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hi, Mark. 
Goodbye, and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a wee reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, a new one was recently released, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. Please don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Please donate to this very worthy cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long. Thank you so much for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.